This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 110 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of May 17th, 2022. Coming up on today's show, changes to Genie Plus at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The Bald Wonder doubles down on park passes. Major rumor concerning housekeeping. And in our main segment, we break down the updated concept art for the Epcot Overhaul Project. This is the Circus 71 podcast. Roll out the red carpet into housekeeping this week. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> red Carpet Dreams meet and greets uh, starring Mickey and Minnie Mouse will no longer offer lightning lanes. So they will no longer be included uh, with Genie Plus. A standby queue will be the only option for guests waiting to meet the stars. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this, Donna. I, I, I guess, I don't know. I kind of understand both sides. Like, you know, somebody said that the wait the other day was uh, like nine with, um, you know, w- when Genie Plus was still in effect. I don't know, but I also think it Genie Plus having something less, you know, that's included with it. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I agree with everything that you've said. My gut thought when I heard that was, holy crap, are they going to somehow pull that as an ILL? But I don't think that they would do that with all the other heavy hitters there. And then my secondary thought was, well, why in the world did they add it in the first place? Because that was done not that, not that terribly long ago. That didn't happen with the reopening of this attraction. I almost wonder if that was a beta test because they never put in the, you know, the hardware, so to speak, with the, uh, the actual touch point readers. Right. It was just it's done with an iPad. Um, so maybe, maybe not enough people used it. I, I don't know. It, it seems odd to me that clearly you would still have like the Mickey meet and greet at Magic Kingdom still has Lightning Lane. Um, I'd imagine when it comes back, uh, Mickey and Minnie at Animal Kingdom is going to have Lightning Lane. Um, and I'm trying to think, they don't have it at Epcot. Correct. Well, maybe they will. And I guess we'll get to that in our main segment this week. Um, but yeah, it just seems weird to me. I, I don't know. And like I said, I, I don't know if I really have an opinion on it, so to speak. Um, I kind of do. And here's why. If you are a family um, that has some littles that aren't necessarily tall enough for the the 40-inch-plus rides at Hollywood Studios, you have a family who's missing out on the ability to do Rock and Roller Coaster, which is Lightning Lane, Tower of Terror, which is Lightning Lane, um, uh, Smuggler's Run, which is Lightning Lane, Rise, of course, is an ILL, um, Slinky Dog Dash is 38 inches, so mm-hmm. if you've got kids who are smaller, like let's even say like Peyton's age and Peyton mm-hmm. turns three this summer. Okay. Yep. So she will be a ticketed person who would need to have lightning lane at it to do all the shit. That's very loud. <laughs> you un- unscrewing your uh, bottle cap there, buddy. Oh, I thought you were <laughs> cursing. Sorry. <laughs> um, if you had a, a smaller stature kiddo, or if you just had a younger kiddo uh, that was, you know, participating with the family, with the lightning lane pieces, I'd like to see a character meet and greet include it at every park if possible and get at least that one really nice family-friendly experience for them. 
and um, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no character meet and greet that has Lightning Lane at studios. Correct, because Olaf does not. Yeah, Olaf doesn't. And uh, Sully doesn't. Right, but Sully's not like, there's no post-it wait time for Sully. Uh, no, I think they post that in the app, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm almost positive. Huh. Yeah, I'm almost positive they do. Um, and Star Wars Launch Bay was is, was never Fast Pass Plus Genie Plus. Correct. That was always standby. Yeah, that's interesting. No meet and greets that are Genie Plus eligible at studios. I don't know. It just, I guess I kind of see both sides, but I, I agree. I think it would be nice to have, um, especially like you said, with, with the, um, a lot of the rides at studios having height restrictions. Um, man, is there anything, I guess, Frozen Sing Along? I'm trying to think of some that have Genie Plus that don't have height restrictions. Toy Story Mania. Beauty and the Beast. Right, which doesn't need it, but yeah. Well, but you got the front and center seating, Indy. Front and center seating. Right. Yeah, uh, Muffet Vision. <laughs> well, maybe I should say something that's not in a show. like an No, attraction. I don't think so. Yeah. Toy Story. Maybe, Toy, Toy Story. Story. Mania. Um, Aliens throwing saucers, but that doesn't hurt your car. It's just a tiny 132. Right. Yeah, that is something. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I don't know, but it's a new story nonetheless. Next up is our favorite CEO. Uh, Bob Chapek doubles down on park passes, says, quote, reservation system is exceeding expectations. So let me start here with a little story, Jamie. My family and I went to Disney's property and it's actually in Sebastian Beach, but it's called Disney's Vero Beach Resort um, over in the East Coast of Florida. We visit it from Thursday through Saturday morning and tonight is Sunday evening as we sit here recording. We went out to dinner at this beautiful restaurant where we've been a few times. It's not on Disney property. It's off Disney property because I don't necessarily think this conversation would have been happening on Disney property. And we were eating outside on this beautiful deck overlooking the, the, the boats and, you know, everything, manatee signs everywhere. We didn't see actual manatee, but, you know, the, the you know, no week zone type stuff. And there was a table of folks sitting next to us that it very quickly became evident that they were cast members. We weren't talking with them, but, I mean, you know, like you hear people talking and like if it's something that's interesting, you, let's, let's be honest, we've all been known to eavesdrop a little bit. Oh, yeah. So be- between talking with Anthony, Andrew and I like kept like looking at each other and like motioning over <laughs> like, are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? They were, like I said, it seemed very clear that they were cast members and they referred to JPEG as Bob Paycheck mm-hmm. over and over and over again when talking about changes that he was making within the company. Which is also going to be later on a rumor that we're going to discuss and kind of finish up with. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be like CIO, like the chief idiot officer. I cannot stand this guy. I, I, I don't know whether he's completely delusional and actually believes what he says um, or, or nobody's telling him. But I have not spoken to one person who has said, Oh yeah, park passes. I love them. 
Well, last, you know what, Jamie, I almost said last week, but I'm going to let the cat out of the bag that we recorded more than one episode last week in saying this. I'm not sure when you and I were talking on the podcast about my little round trip excursion to Epcot just to touch in and go to studios. Right. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely absurd. So um, in the, the quarter two earnings call, Chapek said that there's $6.7 billion revenue for parks, experience, and products um, should be credited to the system for allowing Disney to plan for spending and revenue on a daily basis. He continued on to idiotically say, knowing how many guests will be in attendance each day allows the company to forecast food and beverage sales, staffing needs, and more. Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarthy also claimed that Disney is still limiting attendance through the reservation system. Bull crap. In order yeah, that's to increase, ridiculous. It, it's She's absurd. an idiot, too. Sorry. Yeah. In order to increase guest enjoyment. She also cited the return of traditional meet and greets and the Disneyland Resort Nighttime Spectacular's returning capacity to domestic parks. Guys, I hate to break it to you if you've been here anytime recently. The parks are back to former capacity levels. This whole idea of park press reservations limiting capacity is absurd and for the birds. And as Jamie and I have said since day one, when the pandemic was raging and the parks were just reopening and it was kind of a scary thought to be there, if after 2 p.m. you can park up anyway without a reservation, without anything, how could they control capacity on literally anything? It's such unbelievable BS nonsense. And Chapek needs to look at the stocks that are still tanking. Yeah. Um, I... The more I think about this and, you know, Disney earnings and and things like that, I I almost caution against, at this point, a park hopper. Because the whole two o'clock thing is such crap. I I just don't get it. It's, I think they devalued their park hopper to the point where I only think it's worth it if you want to eat dinner at Epcot. It's literally the only thing I could think that people would need a, a park hopper for at this point. Um, unless you're going back to the parks and want to see a different nighttime show. That would be the only other situation um, at this point. And, and here's the thing. Knowing how many guests will be in attendance each day allows the company to forecast food, beverage sales, staffing needs, and more. You know what else could do that? A touring plan subscription. Because they have, you're telling me Disney, the analytics company that they want to be, doesn't have data to tell us on average over the past 20 years how many people are in Magic Kingdom on May 26th? That's absurd. I just, I hate this system. It's awful. And did you see um, a judge allowed the class action to go through in California? Did you know? Uh, Yeah, I'm Uh, part of it, but I didn't see the judge allowed it. Judge allowed it to go through um, for um, annual pass holders that essentially were being blocked out. um, uh, I believe it was because of capacity, because of the park pass reservation system. Um, I didn't read the story 100% in depth to recall it like I should before bringing it up. Um, But yeah, the judge let it through. And basically they're arguing that, you know, we bought these um, annual passes with no blockout dates and, and all these different things. And, you know, we're being restricted because of uh, this park pass reservation system. So if, if that lawsuit goes through and this system goes away, oh man, that'd be amazing. I just, 
Jamie, I just struggle so much with this because of the two, the 2 p.m. Boop, easy for me to speak today because of that 2 p.m. piece. Okay, fine. You can protect your food maybe, maybe for breakfast and lunch, maybe. But how far out are they looking at what they have for park reservations for that to even be on the table? Staffing doesn't happen the day before. Staffing probably happens weeks before. Are you really getting an accurate look weeks before? No, you're not. Because of the annual pass holder contingent. I know it's not Disneyland where annual pass holders are such a high percentage of the visitors. But darn it, us locals make a difference. And if you're going to pretend that that's, that that's why you're doing this, it can help us predict staffing and make it a more enjoyable experience. It's just utter BS. And it actually really pisses me off. Yeah, uh, you had that with FastPass Plus. Yeah. You had that and, and you got rid of it. I... I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but this this is such crap. I hate this thing. And unfortunately, I think, and I'm not one to make bold, huge predictions. I don't think this goes away unless there is a class action. I think that is the only way that, that this will change Disney's mind. Or Chapek and potentially tomorrow, if he's a part of this nonsense as well, are out the door. I think it hurts them in the long run because if someone if someone's looking to come down and I'm looking at park reservations and I tell them I'm sorry Magic Kingdom's not available as your first park of the day at all that's that really sucks and that can change someone's mind about if they want to visit or not we've talked about on the podcast before and again we don't want to beat this one dead because we have we have other news to cover but we've we've talked about hearing horror stories of you know people coming down you know with or without travel agents as as you know, their, their, you know, partner this hasn't happened to any of our clients, thank God, because we double check these things, but coming down and arriving and not having park reservations and literally being turned away. Yeah. It's not a good look. No, it's not. But you know what is a good look? Upgrading, no, I can't. Uh, updated lighting, audio, and projection systems for Phantasmic's return at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I'm going to withhold judgment until I see it, but I will, I will go see it. Um, so we know at some point this year, um, returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios will be fantastic, and it will have a new scene as well as technical enhancements. These enhancements um, refer to upgrades to lighting, audio, and projection systems for the show. Um, and we will see these updates along with the new scene that's going to have Aladdin, um, Elsa, Frozen scene, um, Mulan or Moana? Yes. I or thought both. it was Mulan. Mulan. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Mulan. For some reason, I think it's Moana, but I'm, I, I could be <laughs> totally wrong. Uh, it's it, it's a female M. Let's go with that. Um, <laughs> a female M non-princess. Yeah, there you go. Um, but the one thing with the um, projection systems is, from my understanding, it, it's probably for the water screens and not necessarily for the um, rock mountain structure um, like a uh, like they have out in Disneyland. But that would be awesome and I think would actually add a lot to the show. That's all we got? Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you had more to say, but that's all right. <laughs> I do have a lot to say about my story. Can I move on to that one? Oh, this is not a good one. Yeah, go ahead. This is bad news week. 
Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Showtime's reduced for a celebration of Festival of the Lion King, also known as, in, in Andrew's mind, a taste of the Festival of the Lion King, starting June 27th at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So it's going down to only four times per day instead of the seven or eight that they're currently performing. The show's running right now through the 27th, at, or through the 26th, I guess, at 10, 11, 12, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on weekdays, and an additional show at 1 p.m. on Saturdays when the park is typically busiest. From June 27th onward, it's going to go down to 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 2 p.m., and 3 p.m., and then, of course, 4th of July weekends, um, they're going to amp up the shows again because of the um, the crowd levels that are predicted. Yeah, don't know why. Uh, Tumble Monkeys allegedly will be returning as well as the birds that it's going to um, take to the air, as we've talked about a few weeks back. Um, I don't know, Donna, should we speculate? Is it cost cutting? Is it 100% staffing? Nope, 100%. Cut. Well, one and the same, Jamie. Um, maybe. I mean, if you don't have the staff to staff the show, costs get cut. Or, then how you do know, you have the staff to staff the show through the 26th of June? Oh, I agree. I mean, maybe people gave their notice or whatever, but yeah. I, to me, it's it's cost cutting i i would agree with that but and let's let's make an argument that they couldn't hire enough of the male gymnasts to be the tumble monkeys because i will say that even before covid19 um our friend kira told me that in gymnastics magazines that she would get as part of her work at the gym she would see advertisements disney looking for male gymnasts for that role so even again prior to covid19 this was a role that they were actively looking to, to get more people on board um, to fill. So let's let's make an argument and say that they could only staff with the Tumble Monkeys four shows a day, not the seven or eight. Then darn it, run those four shows with the Tumble Monkeys and still run the other shows modified. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I mean... We know guests may not be the smartest people. I feel like there would be pitchforks down at guest relations. I, I'm I'm just actually counting because and looking at this. Like, let's take a Saturday. You know, May twenty eighth. There's eight shows. Come June twenty seventh, it's being cut in half. Yeah, that's half the staff they're gonna they're gonna need. Can I offer another prediction? Absolutely. June 27th is when the Finding Nemo show opens. I bet the two things are related. I hear you, and I won't argue that because they don't want to compete against themselves. And I certainly get that. But still, you know, you finally have the staffing back in place, and now you're going to lay people off again or cut people's hours again it's i don't like it i i mean i would highly doubt this but i mean we're still i guess somewhat in unprecedented times maybe they cross train doesn't seem likely but i know a a woman who i used to work with up in pennsylvania who when she lived in florida she was a dancer in that show 
And that was her only role. Yeah. I mean, I figured it, it would be, but it just seems so odd. I, I, I'm going to make that prediction. These two are related though. Cause it's that the Finding Nemo show is supposed to be this summer, correct? Yes. That seems way too coincidental for me. But I could be wrong. I'm going to say we'll that prediction, though. I think the two oh. are related. Um, I think it was my story, right? Yep, you're up. Okay. Disney's all-star sports resort room refurbishments moving forward. Um, and as we've talked about previously on the podcast, Disney's all-star sports resort was the last hotel to reopen um, from the uh, 2020 COVID-19 um, closures. So according to crew members involved in the project, the delay with refurbishing the rooms with the, I'm going to call them at this point, the pop century style, because that's really, really <laughs> where they originated. Um, uh, the delay was due to supply, su- supply, supply <laughs> chain issues that too. Um, and uh, product um, quality. So Disney decided to go ahead reopen the resort um, and looped would hope to loop back to the project at a later date. Um, refurbishment is set to begin with building seven and 10, which is the um, football hotel, which is the touchdown hotel. I think is what it's called. Um, no time frame for completion of the project has been given at this time. Um, I'm going to cut Disney a break on this one and take it at face value that it was supply chain issues. I actually believe that because there's no reason that they would do movies, music, and then leave sports as is. This I'm okay with this. I think it totally makes sense, and I agree. Jamie, I, I again, I don't like you know giving Disney a slack where it's not needed, but in this case, I wholeheartedly agree. Living here where we live, um, you know, you know, just from visiting visiting us at our house and kind of seeing things, the construction is just crazy. The number of homes that are being built is just out of control. And we did very much notice, Andrew and I actually routinely comment on there's two different houses. One, they're building a wall. It's a monstrosity. It's awful. And the other house, it's the whole house going up. We routinely comment on, oh, I guess they got more lumber in or, oh, they got more whatever in. And, you know, and this has been going on for well over a year so i do believe a hundred percent this to be true um it doesn't make sense well i guess disney does a lot of things that don't make sense but i i buy this one i do yeah i agree i I think i don't think they want the carpet in the rooms anymore i think that's a dated look um even though it's kind of it's almost like retro funky at this point with all the, the different colors and I like the rooms sort of in, in pop. I, I think it's a little bit generic and sterile. I, I wish they would have some more pops of color. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it makes sense. And these rooms need a refresh anyway. So it, it just, like I said, too many things make sense to get up the uh, conspiracy theorist. Do you want to do a conspiracy theory? Let's do it. All right. So guys, when we started this podcast 109 episodes ago, (laughs) Jamie and I made sure to say that we would do our best to only relay confirmed information or to clearly state, hey, this is this is coming around as speculation or rumor 
or this is what, you know, Jamie or I think about something. We've made it very clear that, you know, some things that we say are confirmed and some things are speculation. So in this case, we are going to slap a gigantic rumor label on the story and be very, very clear to say this is not something that's come from Walt Disney World. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Oh, interesting. Jamie, do you see the reload that page if you haven't already that we're on for the story? Uh, oh, did they put the update in here? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, no, no, I knew that. I was actually, as you were talking, I was, they sent an updated tweet that I ah. couldn't find. But yes, we'll get to the update because I still think smoke fire, but go ahead. All right. So this initial story, again, big old rumor is that... Um, the uh, Walt Disney World Resort would be cutting down on daily or regular housekeeping services. We know that this piece is true. We have seen um, them not offer daily. And then slowly they were starting to come back first at the deluxe properties. And actually, I think we're only through the deluxe properties and deluxe villas right now. Uh, we know this next piece is true. So again, let's separate fact from uh, rumor. We know that there is a shortage of housekeeping cast members and that there are constant, and I live here, guys. I, I hear this stuff on the radio. Um, I see it in print media. There are um, job fairs trying to fill vacant positions in housekeeping and in um, a lot of kitchen, like line prep work is, I think, what it's called. I'm certainly no you know, prep chef, but that's, that's another position. And maybe you ain't no chef boy RD. There you go. Um, so in any case, according to people who attended a job fair this weekend, they claim they were told by a Disney recruiter that, quote, Disney is moving towards room service being offered every other day as the standard. The recruiter went on to state that guests who want the additional daily housekeeping service could pay to add it. Now, this next piece, again, is 100 percent true. This is something that is already offered to Disney Vacation Club members staying in villa accommodations. So right now, Disney has um, offered a program to allow folks to decline housekeeping, which we've talked about before on the show. And you get a whopping $10 a night credited to your account to use throughout your stay. So if it's just $10, you know, that you won't get, that's totally different than charging someone money out of pocket for a cleaning. It's just crazy. And then Jamie, did you want to, did you want to comment on that and go through the, the update that they sent out? Yeah. Um, we should also make it clear that that the $10 getting money is off the table that they didn't bring that program back. Right. Uh, that was pre pandemic. I'm sorry. Right. Pre pandemic. Um, which I, I you were alluding to. I just wanted to make that clear. Um, Donna, one question, actually, before I go into thoughts. Um, if you're in a villa, you're not a DVC member, you're paying cash. Is that still, um, you're in the same housekeeping uh, situation as a DVC member? No. You get daily. Correct. Got it. Okay, that's what I thought, but I, I wasn't 100% sure of that. Um, to a, Man, I, I'm torn on this, and my opinion may be a little bit weird. 
I, I, I almost don't care because do I like for me personally, what do I need a daily housekeeping for? I hate my, my sheets tucked in. I really do. I take them out immediately. So I don't care about that. Trash, maybe. I don't know how much I could accumulate. Maybe towels, because I'm weird, maybe. Uh, maybe some people And you're great. five rinse-offs a day? Well, uh, that, that got shut down. But anyways. Oh. I... I um, I don't like to reuse towels. So maybe I would like new towels. But so I, I don't know if this would really impact me ignoring the fact that I'm a DVC member at this point. Like if I'm staying at, you know, Pop Century, how much would this really impact me getting um, every other day housekeeping? Probably not that much. I, I think it was, it, I think people view this as a nickel and diming this is what we got before. This is what we're getting now. And that argument is totally 100% valid, and I get it. I'm trying to move past that and look at a macro sense of how much would this truly inconvenience me? I, I don't think it does. And that's, that's me speaking as me personally. Um, like I said, even if I was staying at Pop Century, would I care if I get the trash removed you know tomorrow not particularly couple thoughts i hear what you're saying i get it that you know you don't need your bed made and you know the the pillows tucked just right and you know the the sinks wiped down and every other thing but to me, this just screams cheap, 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 cheap. And it makes me nuts because when did the Walt Disney World Resort, which is not a cheap place to stay, become a place that feels cheap? So that's my first argument. The second argument is there are family units or people at different points in life that really would like daily trash and do you want to give me to give you a wonderful example jamie sure when peyton did her blowout diaper poops and you had a gross diaper in your room well i just walked down the hall and put it in a trash can but you shouldn't have to right but i i mean i I would probably do that even if I had daily housekeeping just to keep the smell out of them. I just think like diapers, um, feminine products. Fair. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Food. Food wrappers. If someone has either brought in food or even heck purchased food at their resort and they have a, a food box, a pizza box, whatever. That should not be, in my opinion, the guest's responsibility to bag that stuff up and walk that somewhere. If you're getting daily housekeeping, that is their job. That is part of what you're paying for. Right. Um, the other thing is, I have to say this as a DVC member, I can't figure it out. I cannot figure out when there's, uh, I know when they're supposed to be there. We got it almost daily when we were there in March at Old Key West. 
Correct. Um, it was Friday around goodness, probably about four o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe no, it's probably because uh, Anthony played hard. James Friday morning, we went. We got up or when he got up, we went fishing first, and then we went to the beach for a little while, and then he went to the pool. And there were forty-two total steps from the ground to the top of the slide that he schlepped up. I don't think I'm kidding if I told you like 40 times in a row. <laughs> so his little legs were done. He was done. So after lunch, he was like, I need to take a rest. <laughs> so he ran into the bedroom. Andrew got in bed with him. They both passed out. It was so funny for probably a solid hour and a half on Friday. So shortly after that nap, he woke up. The weather had cleared because it was starting to storm. So it was like perfect timing. Weather cleared um, and he was getting dressed to go to the pool when we had a knock on the door so we hadn't even been in the room 24 hours at that point and a cast member was coming in to do trash and she asked if we needed more towels and we were like yeah not really <laughs> we're good um right. but that was just you know the 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 one full day that we were there she was in the room yeah it's it's interesting the other thing that i find interesting is it's going to be included with the deluxe resorts deluxe villas you're going to pay for it value moderate we'll get to the update in a minute i'm going theoretical here but the parking at deluxe resorts is more expensive like it's it's ass backwards that makes no sense whatsoever like you could almost try and not manipulate because people could do the math and figure it out but, oh, we include daily housekeeping and, and parking is free at our deluxe resorts. Well, why is parking more expensive at Boardwalk than it is at All-Star Movies? Universal does the same thing. Universal has always paid for parking. That's not like a recent change. But Universal does the same thing. And I agree, Jamie. It, it kind of cracks me up that like, I mean, a car is a car is a car. Parking is not a parking. Not a parking. I, I've never, I won't, I won't pretend to understand that decision at any of these resorts. Utterly. I think that was the worst thing they did ever charge for parking. I think that was criminal. But let's get to the update because we're running a little long here. Disney has reached out to tell us, and this is from WDWNT, um, that their recruiter misspoke and there are no plans to charge for daily housekeeping at this time i'm gonna say those three words again <laughs> at this time now here's where my conspiracy theory uh theorist uh antenna go up i don't know why a recruiter would say this in the grand scheme of things i don't even understand why like that's part of the spiel in the hiring why do they care about that that makes no sense um this came from somewhere. Nobody makes this up. So this is my where there's smoke, there's fire. And this is screams the current Walt Disney World company or the Walt Disney company. Yeah. And again, those, those last, three, last three words at this time. So let's let's just play devil's advocate here and say that they had every intention of launching this, just like they had every intention of launching Genie Plus prior to the pandemic. Let's say they had every intention of launching this. Even if they wait a month, two months, and it's an extra two or three weeks than, that they didn't want to wait, they can claim, oh, that was then. This is now. Yeah. No, I agree, Donna. So 
hopefully it doesn't happen, but you know, we will keep an eye on this story. All right, let's take a quick break and we will be back where we will be discussing, we will be doing a lot of things, <laughs> the updated Epcot concept art for the uh, reimagined spine, <laughs> spoiler, for the reimagined spine of Epcot. Donna, and we are back. Third time's a charm, evidently. <laughs> so. All right. In our main segment this week, Disney, as we're recording this last week on May, actually almost two weeks ago at this point, May the 5th, released a bunch of new concept art for the spine project, um, or the, the center pathway, if you will, of um, Epcot. And we got some talking to do. Okay. So I honestly, I don't, this is how flustered I am. I literally don't even know where I want to begin. Um, one thing of, of huge note to me is no more gigantic festival center building in the middle of that spine. Yeah, I guess let's talk about some things that went away and then we can get a little more specific. So Perfect. give a little structure to it. Um, the festival center. That was planned. We'll call it that. I got to be honest, I never really liked this thing. I, I thought it was like being in the center there, like taking over the few, uh, former Fountain View area, Fountain of Nations. Um, I didn't like that placement. I understand why they were looking to do it there. Um, nobody understood that sort of center ring where it looked like they had a, a television booth, mm -hmm. um, you know, a broadcast booth set up. That looked really weird. Um, I mean, it looked like a nice area on top, but in the concept art, they also had a bunch of trees where they're going to try and sell dining packages and stuff <laughs> for. Um, so me personally... I'm glad that thing's gone. I, I I don't like the placement of that at all. I thought it was awful. I didn't like the placement. And, you know, I remember you and I specifically were talking about that kind of top tier deck, if you will, and the price tag they were going to put on, you know, a viewing package or things like that there. And I know that you and I talked about what a moneymaker that would be and, and things like that. So in that sense, I'm kind of surprised to see that that's what Disney scrapped. But no, I agree with you. Um, when we get to things that are confirmed, I'm super, super excited to talk about the pavement. So just remind me when we get there that I need to go on my little tangent about the pavement and it'll be so worth it. <laughs> and um, other one other thing, this is from concept art that is no more so to speak is the um spaceship spaceship earth what was... <laughs> I, I don't think so um what is now like that goofy project tomorrow type area or where you exit basically they were going to flip the queue and you were going to you know, theoretically load from the back side of spaceship earth um, as opposed to the front of the park. Um, and that building was going to be changed around. That is also gone from the concept art um, in the updated version. You know, one thing that um, I, I don't believe you and I talked about when we, we talked about the initial uh, concept art and loading from the back, I actually really like 
the, I mean, it's boring. It's just a switchback, but it's never hot in that queue. It can be the most blazing hot summer's day with a million degree humidity. And it's still a wind tunnel right there. And you don't feel like you're dying. If you move yeah. down to the back, it would be quite warm. I think it was going to be indoors, but yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the oval building, if you look at the top of the WWNT article, that was going to be new. And that's where the queue load was going to be. Interesting. Is what we heard at least. Um, all right. So let's scroll down. If you're looking at the article or if not just listening to us, that's fine too. <laughs> um, so let's start with the first new picture in this article. What's going to be this new boxed building that is going to house Mickey's Mickey and friends Communicore Hall, which harkens back to original Epcot, where the Innoventions uh, buildings that flanked Fountain of Nations was called Communicore. Um, and there's going to be a Communicore Plaza, which to me screams that the concert venue at um, uh, Universal uh, U- USF, yeah, yeah, um, like borderline copycat. um so this building for me donna i can't stand i have to be completely honest it is so jarring in its different approach to uh the symmetry and how it looks it's much more a square box which is so typical disney um at this point as opposed to whatever the other side's going to be what was interventions um where it's, it's much more curved and I think more pleasant to look at as opposed to the super sharp corners of this thing that could be a target. I mean, Play Pavilion, what happened to that? I thought we were going to have some kind of fun, some kind of building. That, yeah, that's a great point and one that I forgot I, I wanted to mention as well. Yeah, Mickey and Friends being moved into this building does not bode well for the Play Pavilion concept. No, and that would have been so much fun. Like when you're talking about, to your point of, you know, another squared off building that Disney's plopping down, you know, Play Pavilion, that could have been like a blob shape that would have been really, really neat. Yeah, this, I don't think this is being built to be temporary. I'm going to go with that. But it, it comes off that way to where they thought, let's get this project finished and we'll revisit this in a quote unquote phase two, which they're never going to get to a la beastly kingdom and animal (laughs) kingdom. But I, I, it would almost make more sense if that was the long-term plan. Like let's get something there. Clearly Disney knows they messed up big time by demolishing. All right. Everything. Interventions East East is on that side? Yes. Okay. I, I can never remember that because it's always backwards. Um, now, I'm going to be fair and say clearly they couldn't predict the worldwide pandemic that would shut the parks down for months. I get it. But man, was this a bad decision. I mean, yes, when the building you're slapping down looks darn near the same shape 
everything. Except significantly worse. <laughs> I think you're like, being a little overly harsh. No, but I, I mean, you look at the con- the overhead concept art that they released, where you look at um, where Connections Cafe and Eatery are, is. Are? Whatever, are. Where, yeah. And Creation Shop. Like, that is a much more pleasant building, I think, with the, architecturally with the rounded corners this thing looks so cheap. I, I don't know. I think I may like it better than the Festival Center there. Um, and Communicore Hall will also hold um, festival stuff, we think. Is that because there's a small little stage with uh, Communicore Plaza? I just, I don't know. The, the plaza to me just just seems. Oh, we've run out of money. <laughs> We're yeah. just gonna slap this this open area and you know tell people to enjoy it. Yeah, so this communicore hall will be home to Mickey and Friends Meet and Greet, as we mentioned, a demo kitchen, a mixology bar, a gallery space, and more. Literally everything they had, with the exception yeah. of maybe the mixology bar, because the gallery space you had. What was that? Um, what did they call that? The Art of Disney? It was the shop, if, if you're yes. entering on the right-hand side. Yeah, Art yes. of Disney. I thought so. Literally everything you had before. I mean, it, it's just absolute insanity. And they did have that bar um, kind of near the exit of the... God help me, what was the character meeting greet there? Jamie. Character spot, the Epcot character Thank spot. you. Good Lord. Yeah, so when you would exit out of the Epcot, Epcot character spot, the only reason I know for sure, or at least I think it was near the exit, was they had like a couple of tables. And at one point in time when Anthony was really, really little, they had the tables set up and then they had those awful fake shrubs indoors in that space separating every single table. And I used to go there to pump. I'm trying to picture the bar that you're talking about. Yeah, it was there. Um, it was. Were you a pass holder when they did the, what are they called? I always say the word wrong, Gleesey. Is that the right way to say those prints that they give out? Gleesey, Gleesey. You know what I'm talking about? No, sorry. Okay. Um, whatever. They begin with the G, and I think it's either Gleesey or Gleesey. I'm clearly not an art connoisseur. Um, they gave away for Flower and Garden Festival a different print, a different character print each month. Were you a pass holder then? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, where they set them up basically in the interventions area. Yeah, so it was right oh outside of there. Oh my god, I know what you're talking about Thank now. you. Yeah, it was that weird little offshoot building. Like, if you yes. came in from Club Cool, it was off on the right. Yes. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that thing. Because uh, you're right. At times, they gave away different um, AP uh, giveaways mm-hmm. there. That's yeah. what you do. And then on the you, left you are where the giveaway. tables were with the weird, yeah. you know, fake plant partitions. And, and then the, super, bar, the bar would have been dead ahead. And that super 90s uh, bathroom that they had. Yes. The, yeah, the bar was right that. outside of that restroom. You can picture it, can't you? And they serve, like, some odd cocktails. So, like, literally what you were describing, like, could fall right into that. Yeah, I don't think that was a 
permanent thing though. I think that was for like one like a couple food and wines they had there. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's why I, I like I was picturing like a, a specific bar or whatever, but yeah, now I know what you you're you're talking about. Um all right, so what else do we have in this concept art that we haven't demolished yet? Um, Can I talk I, about what I'm excited about, please? Yeah, let's let's do something positive, and then we can hit. Um, I'll have to get a new link up for the uh, updated Moana concept art. Yes. Oh, isn't that so funny on this one image that we're looking at, Jamie? That you know, all the other ones uh, for for folks. The best way for me to describe it is it, it's an overhead shot of you know the former future world area, and it has the outlines of the buildings like Jamie was just ripping apart, and it clearly is labeled Connections Cafe and Eatery, Creation Shop, Mickey and Friends, Communicore Hall, Dreamer, Dreamers Point, um, and then for the Moana Journey of Water attraction, it's like this gigantic oval, clearly trying to cover any sort of concept art they may or may not have drawn up it's like it was from space 220 isn't it funny yeah um okay so one thing that i was truly 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 excited about and jamie i'm not sure if we've even ever talked about this so i hope that you enjoy this thoroughly one way or the other i have always loved the lit um from beneath pavers or pavement or whatever walkway that they had in Epcot it was one of those things that I I always made it a point to go that way even if it was longer or whatever I would always cut down those little paths I used to love it I thought it was so cool to the extent that when we built our pool six plus years ago when we interviewed pool companies because we had a bunch of companies come and give us bids to build it I asked every single company if they could do that in lieu of traditional pavers around our pool deck. Too expensive? No one could do it, James. Oh, okay. We're assuming it's proprietary information because I've never seen that anywhere except for in Disney. Mm. Yeah. Um, I also like that, that the it's not just quote unquote like the light up pavement it's also within the epcot logo which is going to be kind of giant in that center area Um, i just hope that 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 it being that doesn't make it tacky i don't think it will I, i actually think what they've done specifically with epcot and their lighting package i think is really really good like that central area uh entrance area of Epcot before you hit Spaceship Earth and what they did with the beacons of magic on Spaceship Earth I think is really really pretty and really really well done I'm not going to argue that it, it looks absolutely stunning at nighttime yeah the, the only thing uh, I'm looking at from the festival the holidays they have this in like planter structure thing that I, I, this looks like, it, I don't know, it belongs outside of a, a church. I, I don't even know how to describe this thing. Don yeah. is speechless. I mean, it is bizarre looking. And the only way you know it's Festival of the Holidays is if you super zoom in because the holiday tag is in the background of the picture. Yeah. I, I man... Why uh, something else they should have just kept was Fountain of Nations. Like why? Why give the, the, end up with these little pieces of crap? The Fountain of Nations to me was such 
what word do I want to look for? Or do I want to use here? Not uh, integral part does not even cover how much I feel iconic. They, yeah, yeah. The the basis of this whole idea of Epcot. When Walt Disney designed Epcot, he was not designing a theme park. He was designing the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. He thought that this could work, that this could be a place where people could live and grow and have families and work. And he had this whole, this whole idea. And when Epcot came to be and they had representatives from different countries around the world come and bring water from different bodies of water and dump it into the fountain nations. Now I'm not stupid, Jamie. I know that, you know, 30 years later, all of that initial water had evaporated. I'm not a moron. Like it was gone long, long, long ago. But just the fact that that's how the fountain was dedicated with all of those different, you know, gallon jugs of water from different bodies of water throughout the world. It's just such a disgrace to me that they decided to level it and, you know, put something else stupid in. When that was such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece. Every time I see, so I go to to do Soren, I get pissed in the end scene when it flies over Fountain of Nations. Yeah, no, I, I mean I one hundred percent agree. Um, it's with that being said, because I I that was a mistake that should have stayed one hundred percent. With that being said, I think getting rid of the festival center even though that's what they wanted to do and replacing it with these festival gardens and adding like a ton of trees to that center, you know, hub, if you will, that are theoretically going to change with the different festivals. And they're seemingly doubling, doubling down on uh, festivals at Epcot even more. So I'm somewhat okay with that. I think it looks very pretty, albeit probably temporary. I think they could have, done something much worse like some ridiculous communicore plaza oh oh, wait sorry um (laughs) some sort of ridiculous um astroturfed field and just had a bunch of food booths out um you know i wasn't totally a fan of the beer garden concept uh so this we still don't know if that's in or out but i don't think it's going to be to the extent that we was originally planned or predicted unless they get rid of all these trees like i don't i they don't sh- necessarily- go ahead they should have left it more open because then it would have given people an area away from the water to stand and watch the fireworks um eh. I don't know if you're going to build Communicore Plaza. I, I mean, that might is probably going to obstruct a decent amount of the viewing space. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think the problem is I, I think, especially like somewhere like Hollywood Studios, it's so concrete jungle to me. I, I don't mind having that extra green space in there. Um, well, now, Jamie, hold on. Yeah. Scroll down a little bit in the article to the concept art piece of someone on the, the little ishy stage with Festival of the Arts behind it. There's people standing, taking pictures. Yes. What is wrong with that background view? Block Spaceship Earth? Yeah, with their dumb trees. 
Fair. That's a fair criticism. I just, I mean, I, I hear you and I understand, like, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, anti-trees. <laughs> and trees are beautiful. They're lovely. But I just think it's such a cheap out. Let's throw some, some trees down and call it done. Trees grow, James. They don't stay the same little size they're planted. This is going to look awful in five years. Uh, I mean, they'll, they'll trim it up. But I, I, don't, I don't think paving everything was the answer. I don't know. I would have rather seen them bake. I would have rather seen them put up, you know, some semi-permanent structures for dining outside or something. Come out of Connections Cafe and and eat outside instead. Get something from the food booth, eat outside there instead of on a trash can. There are a bunch of tables in the concept art. So, I mean, that theoretically could be there. I don't know. I, I... I don't mind the trees. I, I think it'll look pretty. And think, I mean, you think of think of Animal Kingdom, which has a ton of trees and a ton of greenery everywhere. You can still see Tree of Life from pretty much anywhere in the park. Mm-hmm. So we we shall see. I don't Do- know, bud. We're gonna find out because if even yeah. if even in the concept art, as you scroll down, there's trees everywhere in front of Spaceship Earth in all the concept art pictures. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Should we move on to Journey of Water? Sure. And where'd you throw that link? In our show notes. Okie dokie. All right. So we got our really first detailed look at what this uh, Journey of Water walkthrough attraction is going to be a little bit more. Um, So high res you can kind of zoom in um god i don't even know how to talk about this donna (laughs) well it's still loading for me so there you go this really reminds me of animal kingdom like for some reason i get a very um uh the playground at and dinosaur uh boneyard right yeah like it looks like the boneyard with water is is really what kind of jumps out to me. There's some cool like jumping fountain things that probably won't work in six months. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I just don't I don't get if this is supposed to be like a giant splash area. Like are kids supposed to be getting wet or are we just looking at water? I'm gonna go with both. Yeah, because it's amazing. You had something, once again, not to beat a dead horse, you had something previously that was a water-based show that you didn't need to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, from above, it does look very jungly. Not necessarily, to me, Hawaiian. More jungle. Jungle cruise Yeah, and even that big, like pond area in the back with the giant waterfall like yeah it kind of looks like like a twenty thousand leagues or a little mermaid like lagoon type area Uh, i don't know i don't want to be overly negative i think i want to say it may surprise but i just think it's not a great use of of space you know what it looks like to me do share 
an overgrown Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. Yeah. Like, you're going to walk through something that is just something you'll walk through once and go, great, and that's going to be it. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem, and for a company that's so big on, you know, retail, like, price that we make per square foot, what are you going to sell Moana merch here? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? I don't know. I mean, it's such a shame because both you and I, gosh, it could have been a year ago now. I'm not even sure when we did the armchair quarterback, um, uh, or excuse me, armchair, um, Imagineer, uh, exercise. We both picked Moana as an attraction that we felt could really, have excuse me an attraction a movie that we felt could be a really cool attraction and was underrepresented and and really could be used well in the parks so to see you know disney go ahead and and use moana is really cool but holy moly i mean again maybe it'll surprise us maybe the imagineers will again blow our minds just like the guardians coaster but there were some holes there as i talked about last week um gosh james i don't know i don't know I mean, I'm going to go into this with some low expectations. I, I think at this point, people are just want to see it done. Cause I've of, of got long... friends with <laughs> low expectations. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, I mean, that's really what it is, though. I, I just, man, because if you if you wanted to do like a kids play area, okay, I, you have a couple playgrounds. I get it. But if you want to do something on the scale of like the boneyard, okay. But you also themed it around water. So what is like, what are we doing? I just, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I hope Disney knows. I mean, it's, Unless... it's certainly better concept art than we've gotten at all, you know, previously. It's way more detailed. Um I don't know. Rock work has started to uh, appear in the construction yeah. site. When this is going to play with water in this uh, thing? Oh, good Lord almighty. Next summer? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, you think it'll I'm... be that long? Well, I mean, it's not an attraction the way Guardians or Tron are, like, you know, moving attractions that, you know, require the testing and everything like that. But this is still a a mini land, if you will, Jame. Yeah. I don't know. I think they need to get this done way sooner rather than later. But I don't know. I, I could be wrong on that. I don't know. What you got there, buddy? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to check. I don't remember to answer your question of what are we doing next week. (laughs) So let's fill our listeners in. Jamie and I share a Google document where we put show notes and we'll put in like the housekeeping stories and things like that. And while Jamie was talking, I wrote in like size 27 font, what are we doing next week and highlighted it. He didn't notice I did that. So then I grabbed my husband's phone and sent him a text message while he was talking to try to get his attention. And this is where we stand. So we still got nothing, buddy? 
I I don't even know what the, where that uh, that list is. So let's go and say it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise to our listeners and evidently you. <laughs> if you've listened this long, we thank you for listening to the ish show that was this week's episode. <laughs> uh, if you have an idea of what we should be talking about next week or any week in the future, please just go ahead and let us know. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.